The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests. Interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun, entertaining style. Please join me, Kevin McDonald, and my friends as we bring new thoughts, terrific people, and creative ideas directly to you. Please join us right now for Positive Talk Radio. And welcome to Positive Talk Radio for a Wednesday afternoon. I am so excited. I'm so excited I could not contain myself because today's a beautiful day okay it's a beautiful day inside in the neighborhood oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh first of all i'd like to uh, say hello to eric the man who makes us sound so good uh eric how are you good afternoon mr mcdonald i'm doing well i got a question for you sure in your life has there ever been anyone that you have just run into and you felt like you had an immediate connection to well, aside from yourself, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of people like that. Oh, awesome. And thank you for including me in that, because I've always felt for the last 18 years that, uh, and by the way, I want to publicly state again for the people that haven't uh, heard this yet, but um, 18 years ago when I was doing Positive Talk Radio and Eric was the board operator that worked with me, the predominant number of shows that we did, and the very last show, he was nothing but a gentleman and uh, a very highly professional individual and he helped me through it it was a very difficult day and i i want to publicly say thank you for that again sir oh thank you it's always a pleasure i was a toddler at the time so just the yeah. fact that i managed to not wet myself <laughs> was you know a victory in itself exactly well i can't believe you're still wearing the same size suit that you wore 18 years ago so it's it's really is it really is remarkable that uh and you you look like you haven't changed or aged a day in i was gonna years. say that I, I that that's mind-blowing to me because you do look so young oh well thank you and this is dana parker by the yes. way your co-host kevin yeah, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that sooner or later. But she, she jumped in before I could, I could do that because she is such an exciting individual. And uh, by the way, uh, when I was referencing, our, is there somebody or people in your life that you have met and you have an instant connection with? Dana Parker is one of those people in my life that I had her on the show almost a year ago on positive or no on my independence report. Um, and, uh, she is a phenomenal individual. She's a life coach. Uh, she's got her own business that she's, she's working on. She is just a dynamic individual and we formed a great, great connection right off the bat. It was really remarkable. So Dana Parker's with us today and, uh, Dana Parker is uh, from innerworldmovement.com. Yep. Thank you. And there's there's the the, the crowd goes wild for Dana. Thanks, and, uh, Kevin. How you doing, kid? Good. I you know what? I just can't help but pipe in. You know, I'm still I'm still. Uh, I just get so excited to participate in the conversation. 
Well, as well you should, because in, in a lot of cases, you are the conversation. Um, <laughs> you, you, are, you are really our dynamic, and you, you're a wonderful person, and I've gotten to know you quite a little bit. And we're working together on Fridays, which we're going to talk about in the second part of the show. But in this part of the show, I want to talk a little bit about you, your life coaching work, and what you're doing, and the book you're writing, and all the people you're meeting, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, i got to tell you, Eric, she is just she is and she's not bad to look at either she's just phenomenal quite frankly fantastic thank you you are so kind and i receive all of that Kevin. i appreciate it and, and eric wasn't gonna touch the not bad to look at part I, <laughs> I know that for a fact he's he's much more politically correct than i am <laughs> she, she is an attractive woman of course but yeah, okay. she's yeah, got right. much more to offer than that no doubt kevin Absolutely. And you can go to uh, Think Energy and and some of the openings and stuff, and you'll see her beautiful picture. But let's talk about you and how you got started. Well, first of all, I know your story backwards and forwards, but it is an amazing story of transformation and growth over the last five years. And Absolutely. Yeah, about actually bit. 12 years, Kevin. Oh, 12. Okay. Yeah. 12. That's when I began my journey. It was 12 years ago. The last five have probably been the most transformational and the, the most, uh, uh, expansive, I think, uh, through initiation by fire, through lots of different big transitions and, and different experiences, but life experience, I think does that for all of us. And I think there's been a lot of that happening just in, in, the human experience in and of itself right now. So there's a lot of people going through that. I know I'm not alone in that in the last, you know, three to five years, lots are going through. Do you think that in order to become a really good, conscientious, uh, loving uh, life coach that you need to have gone through those experiences to get to be the person you are today? You know, I, that's a really good question. And I, I think that people can come with great amounts of wisdom. Souls can come. I mean, I, for example, when I met my, uh, when I met my six-year-old son, um, he, I just felt like his soul was old, like his soul was older than me. And I felt like he was here to teach me and that I would learn from him. And so I think sometimes, you know, souls can come with great wisdom and beyond their, their, you know, human form age. Um, and so, uh, but there's something to say about having experiences in this life in different areas. Um, if you take, take those experiences and you really start looking at it from a perspective of what am I learning? How, how can I grow from this? How is this happening for me? And um, that really, I think, deepens a person's experience as a life coach. And, you know, I, I've even had people comment just in the last, because the last three years have been very transformational for me, um, that, that as I've reconnected with some old friends from years and years ago, you know, they've even commented, there's a depth now to my coaching and to um, even my presence that's different than what, than it was before. And it's part of it is that you are far more intuitive and you, you are embracing that. And so you're using that in your coaching work as being an intuitive person. Yes. 
Yeah. So I believe in connecting the heart and the mind. The mind in this world of coaching for me is like the certifications, learning the tools, um, learning different strategies that help people. Um, you know, there's tons of ways you can get certified as a life coach, get certified in different areas um, and niches, but that's the head part. And I think the heart part comes at least for me through experience and you can't always teach that that's through experiences. You can teach somebody how to open up to their intuitive gifts and to trust their intuition, but to really develop that muscle, you know, now I'm 12 years into teaching and, um, I feel like that muscle is well-developed and, you know, someone sits in front of me as my clients, you know, I believe that the clients that sit in front of me are, um, they're, they we're connected for a reason and that I'm here to help support. And so I, I intuitively just sense things about people as I meet them. And as they sit in front of me, um, that give me, um, beautiful information. And I ask questions to help them find different answers and come to different conclusions for themselves so that they can heal and move forward. So I have a story to tell you that if I, if I was sitting on your couch in, in, or we were doing a Zoom all by ourselves and I was uh, looking for confirmation of what happened yesterday, I would be talking to you. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right. Uh, <laughs> this, was, this was really out, out there and bizarre. So, but it, happened, it can happen to anybody and it can happen to anybody at any time. I'm convinced of that because I am no uh, uh, a great psychic or psychic medium or any of that kind of stuff. So let me tell you, my son, who is 33, uh, six months ago was in an apartment that he hated, a job that he detested. Uh, he didn't feel like he was getting where he wanted to in life. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't uh, do a lot of things that he wanted to be able to do. All of his friends, he lives in, lived in Kent. All of his friends live in Yelm. So it was like a two-hour drive to get there, and it was really difficult for him. And he was going through what happens to all of us is going through a really tough part of life. And of course, me being his dear old dad and being who I am would say, just trust, Travis, trust that it's going to be all right, that everything's going to work out just the way you want it to work out. Sure, dad. Shut up, dad. I think those were quotes, quite frankly. Um, it's like, it's like, dad, you don't know what you're talking about because, uh, you do this stuff all the time and none of it makes any sense to me. And, and I don't know why you do what you do and stuff. So. Um, yesterday I was having a conversation with him because in the, in the, uh, six months following that he's been able to buy a house, uh, with, uh, my, some of my grandfather's money. Um, so he bought a house five minutes away from his friends in Yelm. And then he had, he was still working in, uh, Kent. And so he had a two hour drive each way. And so that was wearing on him uh, and he wasn't getting a lot of rest and all that kind of stuff. Well, he then got a job down at Tacoma, which is 25 minutes from his house. And uh, it, it worked out perfectly. And I said to him yesterday, now both of his grandparents have passed. They're on the other side. And I said, your grandparents are taking care of you. They're watching over you and look what they've done for you. Mm -hmm. They've gotten you into a great place where you can now live your life the way that you choose to. And they set it up for you. And he was like, yeah, yeah, dad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
as as he will always say to me. And so I said, and by the way, your Uncle Bruce has stepped forward. I don't know why I said that. Yeah. And he said because he he passed away when he was forty two, so that was twenty years ago, twenty two yeah. years ago. And he and he said, uh, um, yeah, I, I I talk to Uncle Bruce every now and again. And I said, well, he's telling me that he wants you because when when his uncle died, and we went to his house, uh, Travis found a collections of CDs. Mm. Okay, now for people that are a little bit younger, a CD <laughs> used to be a disc that it was kind of like a silver disc, and then you uh, um, they put music on it, and then what you would do is you would put into a, it into a CD player. I know that sounds really weird, but yeah. it's a CD player. And in any event, he found uh, a bunch of CDs. <laughs> and so yesterday, when we were having this conversation, I said to him, "Bruce is telling me he wants to listen. He wants you to listen to one of the CDs you got from his house." Oh wow! And uh, my son said, "Well, I, there were a bunch. Which uh, was it? Uh, uh, Metallica, because he had the Metallica Black album. Because yeah." And uh, and I said no, it wasn't Metallica. And he said, was it Queensrÿche? Oh, that's it. That's that's what Bruce yeah. wants you to listen to. Yeah. And so my son d d found the CD and and put it in the CD player. And, and, <laughs> and he has I, one still. He still has one, believe it or not. And uh, uh, he's also got he's an old school guy, so he's actually got a vinyl. Uh, record player. Oh, that's great. And, and stuff. So so he listened to it and he sent me the title. And so I listened to the song and it, and I said, I called him back and I said, do you believe me now? Wow. And he said, Dad, I don't know what to believe, but that was really strange. That was really, really weird. The song that he, that, that Bruce had him play and had me uh, remind him to go look it up and then to play it. The, the song is called um take hold of the flame and i'm gonna read to you a few of the lyrics yes that in that song throw down the chains of oppression that bind you with the air of freedom the flame grows bright we are strong the youth united we are one we are children of the light so take hold of the flame don't you see life's just a game Take hold of the flame. You've got nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Wow! And so I, I, I said, "So there, I, your your dear old dad ain't ain't seen out yet, right?" Um, so, so I got to ask you though. Yeah. Was that just a let's see a a wag, if you know what wag means? Right. Um, or was that, or, or was I actually, was, I felt like Bruce was whispering in my ear. Was that possible? Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is, is that, you know, people listening and in our world, there's just such an array of answers to that question. And it is so subjective. And what I really like to tell people when it comes to experiences like this, I like to ask what, what, which one brings you more joy? Which thought? that it's just a mere coincidence and I'm just going to mark it up, chalk it up to a coincidence, who cares? Or is it that there's something more there? Someone speaking to you, the inspiration, hey, you listened, you followed, and it inspired another human being. Which one feels better? Which one feels more joy? 
for me, magical is the word. That's one of my core words that I, I really care about in life. I want my life to feel magical. And it's those kinds of moments that create, to me, the magic, something bigger than me, inspiring me to take action or to inspire another in their life to make their life better. That, that's magical. And I love it. And so for me, my answer, if I were you, would be that. But you get to answer for you. And every person listening gets to answer for them. Which one is going to fill your life with more joy and happiness and feeling fulfilled and supported? For me? Yeah. It was more about the fact that Bruce was validating what I was saying. And Bruce yeah. has been gone for 20 years. Yeah. And, and he was. And but but to see, even though Bruce has been gone for 20 years, my son uh, takes a, uh, an attitude towards him that he's smarter and that and and the bruce is smarter than all of us so right. so for me it was like i was validated that i was right and that bruce yeah. was um helping me uh, convey that to my son and that, that things in his life are are progressing and that they're watching him and yeah. that it's all working so so that that was yeah that was one of those that was one of those uh, uh goosebumps on the arm story yes yes and I think a confirmation for you that you're, you're more intuitive than you think. And you know what, Kevin, whether your son believes you or validates that you're smart or that you know what you're talking about, you deserve to validate you. You deserve to say, you know what, this, I know this really is something because I've talked to thousands of people who also validate and mirror that this is really something. Other people believe this and I choose to believe this because it adds joy to my life, fulfillment to my life. And so I'm going to continue believing it. And guess what? When you share with your son, here's the beautiful thing I'm learning about, about children. So today I've been spending some time writing. I, I'm writing some courses. I'm so excited about these courses. And I've been spending quite a bit of time in a, in a parenting course that I am going to launch here this year. And it's not to say that I'm the perfect parent or I have all the answers or, or I know everything. Not at all. But I, I have, as I've done my work, and this has been 12 years in the making of me doing my inner work and, and you know, working on my stuff, our children, nobody told me this as, as, as a new mother or into motherhood. I learned this, that our children are here to mirror to us our deepest wounds, to trigger us on purpose, because they help us grow up. They help us heal and, and our children will show us the things that are calling for love and healing within us. That explains a lot right there. Yeah. Right. It, it does. And our responsibility as parents is not to convince them or control them or make them be what we want them to be, but to see the mirror that they are, do our own healing connect with them soul to soul, because let's be honest, a lot of our children, the, the kids that are coming now, they're, they're wise beyond maybe even some of our years. And, and we deserve to honor and respect the soul that they are. They came to have a human experience in and of themselves, not to have the experience that I want them to have, but to have their own and to learn to trust themselves in that. And so and, and that's easy to say, and it's all fluffy goodness to say, 
but to actually live that principle, to do that takes work, takes focus, takes uh, shifting perspectives of parenting and everything we're taught, letting go of old programming. There's a lot of layers to this that um, I think is going to really as we wake up as parents and recognize these truths and do our work, um, we will have very fulfilled parent-child relationships in a whole new way that we've never even experienced before or could even imagine. You know, one of the, since we're talking about parenting and one of, one of the fallacies that I think is out there that I wish every parent would not ever say again, <laughs> and that is, I'm the parent. I'm smarter than you, and I know what, because that's not necessarily the case, especially when your kids hit into the, when they get all grown up, and they're, and they're now, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21, they're learning, and you can guide them, and you can try and and uh, talk to them about your experiences, but you have to let them live their own life. You can't say you can't do this because or do yeah. that because I'm the parent and I know better. You gotta right. let them live. I agree. And, and we gotta release our expectations and we gotta start observing. Why do we want our children to do what we want them to do? Why is that so important? What is that doing for us? Where am I trying to feed my ego over honoring and respecting my child for what they want to experience and who they want to express themselves as. Now there are boundaries within that. I'm not just saying go crazy and, 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 you know, there's guides, guidelines. And when they're under your roof, there's, you know, things that you want to do to guide them and direct them and, you know, really letting go of that control and that need for them to be a certain way so that you feel good. That's selfish. That is selfish. It, and, it is. and we deserve to start checking in on what, why we want for our children what we want and why we have such incredibly um, high expectations of them that maybe aren't even what they want for their life. You know, I was talking with a earlier today, I did a podcast with a gentleman. He's a football coach. Mm. And uh, he and he's coached football for like 20 years. And he said, the biggest problem that I have had is parents. Yeah. Uh, not the kids. Right. The kids are easy to work with. It's yeah. the parents who have unreal expectations of what their kid is supposed to do. Now, imagine what that kid that goes home to when he doesn't, when he isn't starting, he's not a great player. And his dad is saying, you must be a great player. And I'm going to live vicariously through you. And it was, it makes it very difficult for a child to oh. find out who they really are. And there, I tell you, you, you've got kids. It's tougher now than it used to be to be a kid. It is. It? It is. I, I agree. I think the expectations, it's tough to be a parent and it's tough to be a kid. And the expectations we have have actually, in my opinion, as parents, our expectations of ourselves have gotten out of control um, of, of the defining whether we're a good parent or not based off of our children's actions that's an unacceptable expectation that is to me that is one of the biggest lies that we deserve to let go of that our children's actions and who they are or how they what they do in their life means anything about us it doesn't it doesn't and again easier said than done you know, I've been doing my inner work for 12 years. I still get to focus here 
and, and bring a consciousness to why am I feeling that way about my child? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, why is it so important that my child gets straight A's? What do I think it means about me if they're, if they're, if they get a C? I instantly go to, I'm a bad mom. I'm not doing enough. That's me. I'm put it. So, so now I'm pressuring my child to get straight A's so that I can feel good. That, that is an unacceptable pattern. And, and, and it's, it's a matter of creating healthy habits. Now, it's not to say, again, don't take this black and white or extreme for anyone listening. It's not to say that you don't care about your children's grades because it's fine to care, but to know the reason why you're pushing, why you're expecting in the way that you do, that matters. And stepping back, and, and I've had to remind myself several times as my children have cycled through different grades, his grades mean nothing about me. You know, we've created we've created this deal with our with our oldest son, my oldest. Oh, Kevin, today I have to remind me about my experience today with my oldest. Okay. So, um, we've created this deal with my my oldest son that he agrees with, and we agree with that um, all assignments get turned in because that means you're you're putting in your effort and you do your best on your assignments. You really put in effort and time that you need to on your assignments. So no missing assignments because that's not to us. That's saying, you know, you're, you're purposely not turning things in and that doesn't work. So no, you, you get to turn in your assignments and then do your best on your tests. I, <laughs> I unfortunately have passed down to my children, which this is what we do. And, and again, it, it triggers me. My children, some of them are not great test takers. And I literally can start to sweat thinking about it because I remember not being a good test taker and I feel nervous for them. And so it's one of those things where, where it's reminding them and giving them tools now that I didn't have as a kid of being patient and kind with themselves, being patient and kind and talking to their teachers. You know, I have my oldest son gets lots of nerves about taking tests and it's beautiful because he has some great teachers that work with him and they say, you know what, you can retake the test. Let's, let's study it. Let's, let's work on it. And he goes in after school or before school works on it, studies, and then goes and takes the test. And that effort is what matters to me. That effort is what we both have agreed on. That is a good, that's a good working strategy for his future and college and beyond is putting forth that time and effort and yes. not the grade, not the A. You know, if he, if he puts forth that effort and gets a C because 50% of his grade is based on a test, so be it. So be it. Well, you know, now I'm going to sound like an incredibly old man now. <laughs> because when I was in kindergarten, <laughs> which, which, by the way, was, was in yesterday. 1962 <laughs> when I was in kindergarten. And for us, we went to kindergarten to learn how to do blocks and take a nap. We didn't, I didn't learn, I didn't learn any letters until I was almost in second grade. That's when in the last of the last half of first grade is when they started doing, uh, A, B, the ABCs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, qu quite frankly, through life, 
I've been a general manager with with a hundred people under me. I've been a yeah. national sales manager. Yep. I've I've been a uh, a district sales manager for a uh, a, a large food company with with fifteen reports to me. Yep. I can write reports. I can do. I, I, yep. Why why do we put such pressure on a little kid and not let them be a little kid? Yeah. It goes back to unhealthy expectations as adults to push beyond. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe there's a level of that that can be great for some children and some children, you know, some of my children loved the learning in kindergarten. They loved it. And some of my children <laughs> were like, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> it's boring. I don't want to memorize those ABCs, you know? And it's just allowing, you know, working on things and putting forth effort again, but allowing them to have their experience with learning too. That's a, a constant check-in for me. Cause I remember feeling behind as a kid. I remember feeling like there's certain areas that I just wasn't good at. And, and my children show me that all the time, all the time. You know, I, I can remember going to the pediatrician and my mother took my report card with us. So it's like, and she would show the, the pediatrician my report card, and he would look at me, and he would say, so, son, are you happy with your grades? Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's like, uh, wow. And, you know, like, they're okay, I think. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's, a, there's a C here, and there's a C minus. Oh, my there. gosh. So, you know, the expectations were, were not in line with the person that I was. And right. nobody stopped to ask me, uh, right. what, you know, and, and try and engage me. See, school for me was very boring. I was always yeah. interested in doing other things and, yeah. and stuff. And so, so I always felt like that. <laughs> and it was, it was a lot more fun to go play basketball. Yes. And, Yes. And stuff like that. And so yeah. that, that's what I, how I spent my youth. And I had right. a great time. And right. now I'm 64. I live in a nice place. I've had yeah. a great career. I get yeah. to talk to people like you. I don't care what everybody else says. I, I did just fine. Thank you very much. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I was an average student. I mean, I got a, a 3.2 to 3.4 GPA average, you know, when I, when I, and you know, leaving, looking back now, it's like that done. Why did that define me so much then? Why did that GPA and my, my testing scores, why did that define me so much then? Because now I don't even, like, I don't even spend a day thinking about it. Like I hardly ever think about my GPA or my test scores anymore at all. You know, unless something comes up in my, my <laughs> journey of healing, but <laughs> Like, I know. I, I can I cannot honestly tell you. <laughs> well, I take that back. There was one time, um, and I'm sure this has happened to you. Now, probably <laughs> not because you carried a 3.2. I, I, I couldn't carry a 3.2 in a bucket. I, I, <laughs> I was much more, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, it's a four point is perfect. And I was a two point, And so I was half perfect. Right. Um, right. The, the way I looked at it. And, but there, there was one time and I never let it happen again. Um, it was doing during a spelling course when I was in eighth grade. And, uh, and we, we had spelling tests, right? Where yeah. you have like, like 20 words and then you would write them down. And, yep. and I decided, made a conscious decision. I said, this time. 
I'm going to study and I'm going to do it legibly and I'm going to make it look perfect. And the next day, the teacher got in front, I embarrassed the hell out of me. The teacher got in front of the entire class and he said, I want to show you people something. She held up here. He held up my, my spelling test and said, ah. this is the type of work this young man is capable of, but I didn't do it. I did, but it embarrassed me so much that see, that wasn't, but that was never important to me. Right. It, it wasn't important to, to have great grades, great, right. great grades. What was important to me was, could I make a 15 foot shot? Yes. Or, or can I play quarterback and I can hit the receiver going down the field? Right. And that's how I wanted to spend my time. Right. Right. And, and, you know, it's one of those beautiful things that I think balance, you know, cultivate, cultivate and encourage your children in the areas they want to explore, you know, and I think that that's great and cultivate and encourage them to, to, expand and that there's certain things in life that you get to do like you got to go to school and you got to put forth your effort and do those things and and i think you know those opportunities for doing things that are uncomfortable and for growth reasons is just as healthy as the things that we love in life too exactly but we're not here all that long and so you might as well yeah. relax and enjoy it because you're not getting out all the time oh, yes i it. have to remind myself a lot step out this is just a game observe remember life it's short and you're doing great like i tell myself all the time you're doing so good at this human thing good job dana like you're doing really good it's messy and you don't really know what you're doing but you're moving and i'm just proud of you you took action today and and you did great towards your goals and what you want today guess what i did kevin what'd you do uh oh i'm scared okay. to ask what'd you do i know I officially was pushed out of denial that my oldest is going to be driving soon. And I took him driving in the snow in a parking lot. And it was really, it was, it was stretchy for me. It was stretchy. <laughs> I can't even believe how big he is. I swear. I just had that child yesterday. <laughs> that is how I feel. And now he's six, three, 15 years old. And he, yeah, he's taller than me. He can take me. And, and he's almost driving. And I, there's a part of me that, that was really called to just let go of some of my control that I wanted to stay little. And I want, I want to be in denial that he's growing up. And so we went driving today and it was just such a wonderful experience. He got to see how the car moves in snow and how it slips and slides and learn some different techniques to help him drive safely in the snow and, and to learn how to park. And we did some different things. It was his first time behind the wheel. And, you know, of course I got pictures, of course. Of course. And documented that. <laughs> the question I got to ask you is, did you have a couple of drinks first? Yeah, no, <laughs> I wanted to be as clear as possible. I did take him to lunch. We had some, we had some root beer before, you know, <laughs> that's the Utah well, drinking, you know, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's as heavy as it gets in Utah. Yeah, uh, but but you know th that's one of those things in life that you will remember. I remember my son and I, my oldest son, when he was fifteen and a half, and he was and I had a little Dodge Shadow that was a stick. Oh boy! Yes. 
And I had him, I, we, we, I took him out to drive and learn how to drive a stick, which yeah. is a lot more complicated. And so yeah. he did, and he did almost okay. I had to go to the chiropractor afterwards, but yeah. he did, oh. you know, because it would stop and start and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But but that that's one of those memories that if you do it right and you do it yeah. in a caring, loving way, yeah. it is something that they'll carry with them their entire lives. Forever. Yeah. It was one of those moments. And I'm so grateful I took the opportunity, you know. And and I think that, you know, some of the other things that I'm learning about parenting that I've really come to value is is and that I, I'm working on um, you know, all the time because you have to bring yourself back to that place is presence. Being present with them and taking the opportunity. And because as an entrepreneur, I have endless lists of things to be doing, you know, always growing, always expanding, always more things that I want to be doing. And my mind can get consumed with this list of, of things to do. And I can, I can create more uh, in my head, create this. Okay. Now I got to take my son to lunch, check, check, check it off the list, take him home. But instead it was this moment of, okay, he's going to be driving soon. I said, have you ever, has dad taken you driving yet? Have you been behind a, a, the wheel of the car? He's like, no. I was like, okay, we're doing this. Good for and you. so, yeah, it was, it was just seize the moment, seize the, the day in the moment with him. And I took him and knowing the child that he is, he's a very cautious child. So he likes details. He likes to be prepared before. So I, we did all of that, prepared him of what to expect. And then I let him experience it. And it was so fun. We turned on music and I just think it'll just be one of those moments that he'll remember. And to be honest, because I was present, because I was present in the moment with him, wasn't thinking about my list, wasn't thinking about other things to be doing. I will remember that. I soaked that up today. And it was one of those moments that, that was really, you know, the moments that matter. And recognizing that, recognizing those moments and allowing yourself to stay present in those moments is what creates the fulfilling connection between you and a child. And, and I think that that's so, so important um, and something to cultivate and to, to work towards as parents is just being present with them. You know, I have to tell you, Dana, um, I value you so much because you are so emotional, emotionally available with all of this stuff that it's, it means so much to you that it, that it actually chokes you up it and does. It, it's really remarkable yeah. that it's not remarkable that you're that way, but it's remarkable that, that, that I, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say and it's not coming out yeah. very well, but no, it's, it's to soak up what life has to offer to soak up the moments and to feel it so deeply that the emotion comes forth from me. And can I tell you where this came from, Kevin? Yes. Because I haven't been like this my whole life. I mean, I've always really loved life and been very um, exuberant about life. And, and I was, I, I was a really uh, connected child. And, but there was this moment in my twenties where I did this, I had this experience. It was called the, the lifeboat experience. And it's, basically a personal development thing where you're put into this storyline where you're all in a boat and um, the boat's going to go down and you have to plead for your life. And uh, with that, you have to stand in front of the group of people and tell them why you deserve 
to be on the only lifeboat available. There's only three spots, right? So the first time I did this, I was like, I deserve it because I'm a mother, because my kids need me, because these this person needs me, and this, this, you know, because I have all these things to do, and da-da-da-da. And that was all great and wonderful. I had an opportunity to do it again. And I, I did the, the lifeboat experience again. And this time I really sat back and thought, why do I want to live? Why do I, why do I feel like I deserve to live? And it shifted this perspective in me of not that my children need me, but I desire with all of my heart to soak up all the moments that I can with the people that I love. I desire to be at their weddings, to be at their graduations, to, to be in those moments where they're, they're maybe stepping into a new extracurricular activity where, where, you know, they're nervous and I, I want to watch all of it. I want to see all of it, all of this human that I created. I want to see him explore himself and, and meaning who he is in the world and what he likes and what he doesn't like. I want to, I want to see this human evolve as a, as a human that I created. And it was such a life-changing moment for me and a life-changing perspective where it became about soaking up my children individually. And, and I've had some incredible moments since, incredible. Like even just this last year, my son, my amazing 12 year old, he is really into theater and I haven't seen him in a play yet. This is his first year in theater. And he got one of the lead roles in a play at his school. And mm -hmm. I went, I could not stop crying, Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> because I had never seen this side of, of this precious human that I created. I'd never seen this side of him. He sang in it. He was the, he, the, one of the stars of the show. And I was so present in the moment, soaking him up. I could not take my eyes off of him. And, and it was like this, this God, this is what motherhood is about. It's not placing my expectations on my children of who they need to be. He didn't even sing it perfectly. And it was beautiful. And I loved it. It was about me soaking up the being that they are being that they are and and that happens even the smallest of moments for us as parents when they're doing nothing it's like complimenting them and making sure they know that their presence in your life creates a difference makes brings brings you joy and happiness that just their birthright is to be adored and respected for who they be not what they do you know and and that shift has just been so incredible in my life you know, I am glad that you brought that up and that we're having this conversation because so many of us get wrapped up in our day-to-day -day existence of going to work, going to get food and cooking dinner and putting everybody to bed and, and, and starting it all over again the next day that we miss those, in, those incredibly important moments. There's, um, <clears throat> I was listening to a show this morning, and, and uh, the uh, lawyer that came on was saying, there's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth. And they, <laughs> the host had never heard that before, and he, he was laughing hysterically, and he said, I've never heard that before. And the lawyer said, well, Danny, maybe you haven't heard that before because you haven't been listening. Um, <laughs> and so it was like listen to your kids be present yeah. with them yeah 
find out who they really are, yeah. where they want to go, who they want to be, and then break every bone in your body to to help them get to where they say they want to be. Right. And, uh, I've, I got it. I had another podcast that I got to tell you about Dana. Yeah. It's a mother. She's an actress. Uh, when her, her child was, her name is Jenny was three years old. She was told that she was on the low spectrum of autism Yeah. and that she may never speak mm -hmm. and that she would never be able to live on her own and that mm -hmm. she would never accomplish anything in life. And mom said, I'm not going to settle for that. I'm not going to no. allow that to happen. Right. So at 21, Jenny wrote a book and had it published. At 28, oh. she's got a two books, and she's turning one into a screenplay. And wow. I interviewed them both the other day, and Jenny is just a phenomenal young. You would not know. And it's because, it's because of the love of her mom and her insistence that I'm going to support you when she was being bullied as a teenager, when, mm -hmm. when kids were being, and she would come crying home from school and her mom took care of her and, uh, and made her feel good. And a couple of times she had to go to the school to, to do that mom thing and to set them yeah. right. And, but, but it, it's amazing how, if you listen to your kids, mm -hmm. if you just enjoy them, and you mm -hmm. treat them like, like in my family, it was a, it was a, um, a common rule that, that I spent most of my, uh, uh, growing up years in my room. Yeah. Because my, my parents, my, especially my dad really didn't want to deal with me because I was a, I don't know if, you, <laughs> if this surprises you, but I was a bit of a vocal child. <laughs> You come in? No. Yeah, and, and I always asked, you know, I was inquisitive back then, too, when he would say, oh, yeah. don't do that. Why? Why? Don't ask me. Don't tell, you know, I'd, don't talk back, young man. Right. Uh, it's like, but, Dad, no, go to your room. And I always, <laughs> so I spent hours and hours in my room. But that, right. you know, but that formed who I, but I miss the fact that I didn't have parents that, that were interested in who I was right and stuff and, and, and glad that you're doing that and i hope i hope people that are out there are taking a lesson from this and that they are working to do this yeah themselves in their own and, lives and just know it's not always going to come supernatural it's not going to come natural to to be really present you're going to get to work at it it's going to take mental strength training and practice and and to continue to commit to it that's what matters don't let your parent guilt, dad guilt, mom guilt get in the way. Don't let your other stuff get in the way. Just, just ask from, ask God to, or the divine or the universe, however you want to say it, to give you opportunities to connect with your children. That's my invitation. Absolutely. If you can, if, if you can learn to listen, and by the way, listening is not an easy thing to master. No. What, and, and I want you to check yourself, folks, yeah. the next time that you are that you are having a conversation with people. Rather than, because I've seen this so many times in my, in my sales career, um, rather than the sales guy and the customer, they're having a conversation, right? Rather than the sales guy listening to what the customer actually wants, he is formulating a 
and this is what they teach in school, they're formulating a answer to the objection that they're expecting from the customer. Right. So they're not even listening to what the customer is saying because they're already formally formulating an answer based right. upon something that may not even exist. Yeah. It, so listen and, yeah. and don't think about what you're going to say until they're yeah. done. And don't go into to parent mode or you have to teach them certain things in that moment. Just get curious. Really sit down and get curious. You know, phrases I use, tell me more. Tell me more about that. What are your thoughts on that? I want to hear why you why you think that way. I'd love to hear more. And, and if it's different than the way I think, that's okay. I let them think what they're going to think about life, about certain things. If... To, to help them develop that, to let them al allow them to explore things. There are things that my children, you know, are, are being taught in certain areas that I, I feel a little bit differently about, but I'll have opportunities later down the road when it's right to share things. My example will be, be a living example to them of, of living certain principles and values and and but really taking time to listen and to value their opinions and value what they think and what they have to say, it really does something to connect. It really does something in them creating trust in themselves that it's okay to have an opinion. Do you know that it, that is so important for them because it all has to do with their self-worth? Yes. When, you, yeah. when you're actually asking a child or a, a teenager or whatever their age is, yep. their actual opinion on something, yes. adults don't do that. No. We, you know, I'm going to give you your opinion and I'm going to beat the hell out of you if you don't take it. That's Exactly. That's, and if you don't have the same one, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. That I, is diminishing to, to a child. It, it causes them not to trust their own inner thoughts. And it, it's okay to have differing opinions just not to me i don't i choose not to push what i believe on my children it doesn't have to be they don't have to believe everything that i believe in the same way i believe it they have permission to learn and grow and explore you know for a long time i had very similar opinions to my parents and as it changed that was a hard pill to swallow for me and them <laughs> because i earned a lot of my love through being perfect and aligned with their opinions. And now that my opinions are different, we're, we're, I'm, a, I'm 35, almost 36. And, and, and we're re we're redoing our relationship in a lot of ways. We're rebuilding a new relationship. Um, and I'm learning a lot from it and it's affecting directly affecting my parenting in a beautiful way. So you are number one you're a beautiful person and this has been this has been a really cool conversation yeah i agree I, and, and we didn't plan this this is no. just sort of just how it comes I'm out good. and uh, it's awesome now i want to touch bases with you about the fact that uh, because i adore you and uh, <laughs> we have a foreign, you are co-hosting with me on fridays on this radio station you may have heard of it's called KKNW 1150 AM, and we are on at noon every Friday, and we do something that we call Think Energy because that has become Metaphysical Friday. This last this last Friday was magical. We had callers from Tijuana, from South from South Carolina, from North Carolina, from Canada, from all over the place, and we even had some from a place that you may never have heard of called 
Izaqua, and uh, so we had we had we and the phone lines filled up, and and uh, it was it was a great show. So we do a metaphysical show on Friday. You co-host it. You're bringing people to me that are just incredibly gifted in the world yeah. of energy and yeah. the energy and vibration, because quite frankly, that's all it is. That's all. Yeah. We are. And, yep. uh, and to thank you for, for co-hosting with me. We have, the, oh, we have the I'm part. loving it. I'm like, a, I'm like a kid at Christmas time on Fridays. It is so much fun to be on that show <clears throat> and to learn uh, from different people and to hear how um, different gifts that people have and how they express those and, and their thoughts. It's just one of those things that is, it's just been so enjoyable that show and I love meeting new people. It is, I've always been that way though. Yeah, you are. And, and you, and, if, but if you want to find out more about uh, Think Energy, which we do on Fridays, you can, and then we turn it into a podcast. Mm -hmm. And that is thinkenergy.fans, F A N S. And we have all the episodes up there. They are some of the most intelligent, striking people that you'll ever meet because they they have it going on baby and it's, yeah. it's it really is it really is cool and and you are so you add such an element to the show it's it's just great to have you there thank you so much kevin i have i've loved it and i love what i'm learning and it's the first time i've co-hosted or or been on a show like that so i just appreciate you taking me under your wings and teaching me and and letting me just enjoy enjoy the process of meeting people and and interviewing it's been so fun well i can tell you this i've been doing this a while mm -hmm. and i've i've worked with all kinds of people and you are one of the best i've ever worked with Thank and you. one of the most one of the most genuine mm -hmm. one of the most loving and real people uh there's no facade about you so mm -hmm. if somebody wants to work with you and tap mm -hmm. into your energies how do they get a hold of you so you can find me on Instagram, innerworld.dana. You can find me um, on Facebook. And it's uh, Inner World Movement is on Facebook. Um, innerworldmovement.com is in the works. You can find the basics on there, but where I am in the works of revamping the website, there will be several courses posted this year. The book, will, my book, my first book will be coming out this year. So there's lots of exciting things happening. Um, on innerworldmovement.com and I'm really excited to help people become conscious in these different areas of, of life that we care about in relationships with ourselves, with others, parenting, money, um, helping people oh, oh, really wake up in these different areas and do the inner healing it takes to see the outer world results that we all want. This last fall, she did a course that was Reclaim You, and it was for women, and there were a bunch of women that got together. Some of those people are going to become lifelong friends, oh, and yeah. it became a huge, huge success. And so she's going to trans, she's going to pivot into what she's doing this year, which is going to be grander than what she did last year. Yes. And I would implore each of you in your life, in your walk, what you're doing, don't settle for less than your absolute best you have it in you we all do you can do it dana we've got less than a minute give us a last thought just a reminder that you're doing so good at this human thing now is the time to take action towards your dreams to find what it is that you're here to do and to step into that boldly whatever it takes the universe is here to support you and provide a way
do not believe that you are less than. Um, I was, t- I was talking to a gal today, and she was saying, uh, um, uh, I was talking about the bus, and um, and I said, you know, there's nothing that I could do. There is nothing that any of us can do that hasn't been done by somebody before, but probably a whole lot worse. So <laughs> you, can, you can do it. Just take the brakes off, live your life, get up tomorrow and say my life is empty and meaningless, so I'm going to fill it up with whatever I want and create whatever meaning I want it to have. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Dana Parker, it has been such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you, Kevin. I feel the same. And with everybody, with that being said, please take care of each other because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you Friday at noon for Think Energy.